Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. On behalf of General Tire, where anywhere is possible, drivers, start your engines! This is power. This is tradition. This is Talladega. The biggest party of NASCAR returns October 12th through 14th. It's Monday night and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on this week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comments. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark. Wow, it's back Monday night again, guys, and I am thunderstruck because it come a heck of a thunderstorm through here, but helping me tonight, is my Chi-Town duel, Jackman Jeff and Chi-Town Mark. And I also got Todd calling in from upstate to kind of keep get us up to date on Watkins Glen this weekend. And welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. How about it, guys? Hey, Rowdy, it's Monday. I'm ready to get rowdy. I got my coffee, my water. I'm all set to go. We got lots to talk about tonight. Uh, wide variety of subjects. We're going to be short-tracking a little bit tonight, folks. And, uh, talking about two of the biggest Midwest events uh, of the year up here. And uh, thanks to Rowdy, we're going we're gonna to go off our norm tonight a little bit. I'm looking forward to it. Well, what about you there, Todd? Um, recouping from Watkins Glen. It was hot. (laughs) So, Todd, it it, uh, felt like you was down in the swamps of Louisiana instead of upstate New York is what you're trying to tell me. It looked hot on TV. Well, you know, it was hot, you know, on Friday night uh, for the K&N race. um, I thought, wow, this is going to be a hot weekend. Next thing you know, Saturday, what happens? Boom, we get poured on. They bring out the rain tires, put the wipers on. That lasted for about 20 minutes, and that was the end of that. They had to change it all back over. I thought that was pretty cool to see the uh, cars going around. Of course, I guess it's more scale then. Than, I know the first part scale, but the the second part, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, I had had a very exciting weekend, as you gentlemen probably seen my post, Uh, being there with the Xfinity, uh, um, NASCAR comes tracking me down. Now, when they come track you down, usually you think you've done something wrong. Well, they hooked me up with a hot pass for the weekend. And I got to oh, say, darn. you were in trouble, weren't you? 
Oh, yeah. So I, I couldn't thank them enough for uh, hooking me up with that. And it allowed me to really get into the action. Well, Todd, that's pretty awesome, man. I know you had a big weekend. It, it was fun. Well, it, was, it was great to see all the people I got to see. And uh got to say, you know, when Chase took that lead, I think that's all the cookie crumbled. Well, I liked it. Go ahead, Rowdy. I liked it. Hey, I, that's, I mean, really, it's good for NASCAR. It's good for the sport. Uh, what do you think, Mark? I mean, really, I, th- I, I ARCA looks good on me. We, we've been following uh, Jeff and I and, and those close with me know we've been following Chase since uh, his super late model days, his legends days. Uh, my wife brought up pictures maybe to post for, you know, on, on Facebook. We just didn't have one appropriate of, of Chase from the 2010 Snowball Derby. Uh, I think he was 13 or 14 years old at the time. And, uh, wow, to, to, to see, it, it's hard to believe he's come that far. Climbed the ladder successfully, uh, gracefully. Uh, he had great backing from his parents. Well, you know, we need more guys like Chase Elliott in the the racing industry. Period. So, Mark, hey Todd, let me let me fix this with Mark. Mark, so you're telling me Chase Elliott was at the Snowball Derby racing at 13? Yes, sir. I think that's one of the first times I ever saw Chase. Uh, Ann's got photos of him standing next to a couple of the other drivers. And he looks like he's a little kid, and the pro- this, the reality is that he is a little kid. Uh, he was uh, he had the ability back then to drive a race car, and he's just honed it from then, Rowdy. And no matter what he's raced in, he's won in, and and now he's you know he's he's reached the pinnacle. He's won at the top. Uh, what more do you do? But go and win some more, huh? Well, I'm going to tell you, that's pretty impressive because I'm going to tell you that Snowball Derby got some talent in it. Eric Jones pulled the win off of over Kyle Busch one year, and look where we got Eric Jones. So, yeah, the Derby sent a lot of people onto their fame and fortune. Uh, maybe not as many as it should, but uh, we, we know how big that race is, Rowdy. We're there every year. We cover it. Uh, well, nothing bigger than short track than the Derby. Right, when we had Christian Ekins here, and he won it first year I was at the Snowball Derby. What what was he, 15 or 16? 15, I believe. Yeah, because he just has turned 17, or will be. Well, you know, I kind of compare Chase a little bit to Chandler Smith, Rowdy. You know, you and I and and Jeff, we, we met Chandler a few years ago at age of 13 at Nashville. Well, uh, Chase was doing the same thing, and I, I see a lot of uh, similarities between those two young men. So I think uh, racing might have a bright future as far as drivers coming up through the ranks and get ready to take over eventually. Hey, listen, you know the fire suit that he wears at at the All American in that snowball. It's the red with the black checker. 
He's had that same design fire suit since he started quarter midgets when he looked like he wasn't but seven. May have been younger. Wow. He's 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 a he's a talented yeah. Todd, the first time we saw him, he was 13 years old, driving a super late model at Nashville, Tennessee, and and doing it very well too. On top of it, not just being there, but competing uh, and, and putting himself in a position to to be there. So, yeah, he, he's he's a talent. Chase is a talent. We could go on and on about. Uh, then we can go to the Arca series about young drivers coming up to the Arca series who are going to be possibly in in the next year or so. So, wow. Yeah, that's oh, pretty incredible. Yeah, I hate to stop Todd, but I wanted to make sure that that was clear. At 13, he won the Snowball Derby, and that's pretty awesome. Hey, Todd, let's, let's hear some more about here, Rowdy. He was He was there. Yeah. He has two Derby wins, and I don't believe he won that year. Uh, Joanna Long won that year, uh, a racing gal out of uh, the Pensacola area. She's a native, yeah. and uh, she won that year. So, But Chase was right up there at the end. He's always finished well, basically, at the Derby. Uh, they come with good equipment, and uh, maybe someday he'll come back. Well, hey, it's a good place to come down. And uh, we've seen what Kyle sat there and watched the two beat each other up till they they raced their tires out, and he just went around them and won the race. That's all. He's just doing smart driving. Hey, the, the, Basic experience, Rowdy. Let's get Todd back on Watkins Glen here again. Uh, Todd, first I want to know, what, Todd, what did you think about watching the race, especially from where you was at with the rain tires on? Well, you know, watching from Pit Row at Watkins Glen is, like, way different than any other track. Um you're limited on what you can see unless you spin around behind you and watch the Jumbotron, um, which, you know, it's a road course. And I myself like the road course because instead of just turning right or turning left, they're turning right. And I've talked to quite a few people and they love the road course. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed they it. They had a little more experience with it. And you figure Chase Elliott just did what his dad did. His dad won, got his first win on a road course. Now Chase just did it. You know, you got to look at it this way, and after I started looking at it this way, Chase just did what some of his ancestors used to do when they run moonshine whiskey. Turn left, turn right, and go fast. That That's the best way to look at road cars. It's like you're running moonshine, folks, on a curvy road. Look at it that way, and it'll get fun. And then get you a little shot of shine if you got to. But I, I'm telling you, after I looked at it that way, it changed my outlook on the road course. I like it. Left, right, left, right. But, you know... To see how hard these teams work right from the time they get there until the t- end of the day, each day, it's just so amazing on the amount of work that goes into getting a car so it's decent to drive. 
Well, Patrick, I, if you're like me, in my home, my home road, Track Road America, uh, it's like they built a, a beautiful park setting for the people to come and visit and dropped a race course in the middle of it. Is Watkins Glen like that? It's kind of like that, yeah. I mean, you you have your certain areas for camping, the good ones or the okay ones or the crazy ones. Right, uh, right. Well, that's any crap, Todd. Yeah. But <laughs> for the most crap. part, I think there was only one incident throughout the whole weekend that I'm aware of, and that was a gentleman that got taken out of the stands. Well, you get taken out of the stands, you're being – Really dumb, so uh, <laughs> he was probably good reason they took him out of the stands, Todd. But from talking to everybody, uh, it, it, everybody had a great time. Um, it was jam-packed house. It's a, it's a sellout. And I always say, I always say they sell out because they only come there once a year, and being an upstate New York track, and only coming once a year, everybody wants to come to watch. Well, what is it? A two or three hour drive from New York City, Tab? Uh, I think it's four hours. Oh, it's that far. Yeah. So when you're talking upstate New York, you're talking upstate New York. Yeah. Right, right next to uh, real, right close to Lake Ontario. Well, Todd, I thought, thought that's pretty cool thing you done for James on his birthday. Uh, I figured somebody had to do something for the poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Mark, his uh, buddy James, what, Lepo? James Lupo. Lupo. He was the famous chef, right? NASCAR chef? Yeah, he was the 2004 NASCAR chef champion. Wow, well, that's that's quite a prestigious award to have. Yeah, and uh, he he loved to cook. I, yeah, I actually got to meet him uh, down in Daytona a few years back. He was cooking for thank Carl Long and somebody in in Arca that weekend. Yeah, yeah, he he loved to cook. He kept busy doing it. Well, he passed away. Yeah, uh, well, James passed away on us, what, two months ago? Yep. Okay. And that was his bir- That was his birthday cake, you know what it was, Todd? Yeah, I did a birthday rest in peace type of cake. Um, today is his actual birthday. How appropriate, Todd. Nice of you to do that. So, so it was a really good weekend. Well, anytime you're downstairs getting to play with the race cars, a good weekend, Todd. So, what did you do Saturday? Uh, Saturday, the- I uh, hung out and helped out uh, BJ McLeod's team. 
And Todd, yeah, I got, Todd, I got a couple. Go ahead. Did they? Let me ask you. Did it? Did y'all push the car into the laser booth? Oh yes. What do you think about that? Well, that is a whole new uh, experience to actually see, and for them to close it up so nobody can see in there, and the laser can do what it's got to do, but. That was pretty neat. That takes all the uh, templates out, pretty much, don't it? Well, they still use templates only for certain things, but nothing like they used to. And when you got done there, qualify. Well, y'all had practice first, I guess, didn't you? Yeah, we only got one practice in. How was the how was the car? The the car was great. Um, the the eight car, uh, he was doing really good. He actually finished the race. Um, the seventy eight, as you know, Tommy Joe Martin, he uh, hit the wall. So was he the uh, one that? Was he the one that was trying to turn and it wouldn't turn? Uh, yeah. What happened is he had brake failure. Yeah. So, so as you know, I got a couple more pieces in my shed than uh, a rim. <laughs> <laughs> Some souvenir parts. Todd. Yeah, yeah. I even gave a couple of uh, fans. Small pieces of Benny Miller's old one car, and he signed them. So when I gave them to a couple fans, they were happy-go-lucky. I can imagine. So they're yeah. going to be busy in the shop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a few teams that are going to be really busy. All right, Todd. And then how did it roll on Sunday? Uh, Sunday was hot. Um, having that hot pass, I'm like, geez, who am I going to go hang out with for the race? Well, I ended up hanging out with the number 51 team of Rick Wares um, with Josh. I can never say his last name right. A wiki. And very nice people. Uh, he he had some bad fortune and was dropping a motor. Yeah. Ooh. He go out quick. No, he was holding out pretty good, you know, throughout the race. It just after a while of going by, and of course NASCAR official in your box. Uh, it sounded like a four-stroke dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, as much oil. he fought it right to the end. I think it was only oh twenty laps to go when NASCAR pulled him. That's okay. That's as far as you what what did he finish, do you know? I think he finished twenty third, twenty fourth. Okay. A decent little payday. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I give them credit. They're out there trying. Uh, just a little, unfortunately, a little bad luck, but I think they can rebound from it. it it's another small team. Yeah. So, Todd, on Saturday, Xfinity, did you notice how many composite bodies were there? There, you know, it was funny because, like, on one of the cars, it was a steel door bo- door panel, but the rest of it was composite body. And uh, there was quite a few of the composite bodies. I bet you there was only about maybe three that had a steel body. Yeah. You can kind of tell on the back. You, they've got that press with a, I don't know what that emblem is, but you can tell if it's a composite right there by the roof Oh, line. yeah. Like scales on a fish, kind of, not really, but it, it's predominantly, you can spot it when you walk by a car to tell if it's composite or not. Yeah, if you know what you're looking for, yeah, you can. So did you, you come home with some fun? What's that? So, yeah, no, notice it from the stands. No, if you're sitting up in the stands, you're never going to know. You're just too far away. You 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 know, you have to be fairly close. And if you're looking at what you're looking for, you don't have to be that close. But, yeah, you guys are right. It's it's definitely, you can tell when it's a composite-bodied car. Yeah, from the stands, it's just a blur at the glen. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you my experience with that composite was with the late models like uh, the All-American mark when we were there. When them guys knocked the whole front end off the car that would normally take anybody else with a steel body out, they taped that thing back on and they went racing. And yeah, we're competitive. And and there's and there's more given those bodies, so when they rub, you don't get to cut tires like you do with the steel bodied cars either, Rowdy. I think that's one of the bigger things that people don't notice. But yeah, without that sharp edge from a steel bodied car and it's a composite body instead, you don't get that tire cut. Right. So, uh, Todd, was some of your pieces, your war pieces that you brought home, were they glass? Fiberglass? Yes. Yeah, this, my piece is, uh, was on the passenger side front corner nose where the number is. Ooh, nice. Yeah. My first piece of fiberglass was Sarah, what is her name? Sarah Chong. Mark, remember she raced uh, the. Sarah she had that awesome wreck at Kentucky, and she has not been back to the ARCA series since, I don't think. She had a you good question like right, uh, If you go on there, Todd, Google that and watch that race. Her and Zane Smith touched, and she went head on into the wall at uh, Kentucky and just destroyed a beautiful composite car. Wow. Brand new. So that's that's my little series. I take it around because everybody goes, well, what does the composite look like? And you hand it over to them. 
it's pretty simple, you know. Yeah, it's really neat on how the the pieces go together and how they attach together, and I I was amazed. Well, I'd say it's better than cutting and tacking and welding and bondo and trying to put the steel back together. Yeah, yeah. And with these composite bodies, they have a little more give to them. They, they'll flex a little more versus the metal. So mm-hmm. I think, that, like you were saying with the tires, you know, I think that does help out because if anything, if it hits, it just bows it in. You might get a little rub mark, but I don't think it really would hurt the tire. As long as they don't hit that rear end and knock it out too bad out of tow, it's, it can take a little licking on the wall. Oh, yeah. And the only other yeah. car that had issues near the end of the race was Ross Chastain in the 15 uh, Premium Motorsports car. He broke the sway bar. Well, uh, you know, I guess if you're a, the NASCAR drivers didn't play a big part in that, that race as much as they do an oval, I don't think. But it was, all in all, I mean, it was a good race. Uh, I think you're going to start seeing a new rule, which I'm not going to say yet, but I think there's going to be a new rule coming out. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> it happened to poor Joey Logano this weekend at Watkins Glen. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. But I'll tell you, I give the truck drivers, the crew, anybody that says they're not an athlete, boy, would have to be crazy. You want well, that first? I, I thought I seen it at Richmond. That was when uh, Jimmy Johnson went down of a heat heat exhaustion at the end of the Richmond race in September. They had they hollered man down and they had him on a helicopter and listen. It seemed like five minutes, but I guarantee you, less than ten minutes, he was in a helicopter headed out. And when I seen uh, Kyle. When I seen Kyle Bush, because we was guests in Kyle's pit, him get out of the car. Hey, if they pay, if he got three hundred thousand dollars for racing that car, he deserved it. Because when he got out of that car, he was one whipped dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm serious. Hey, I don't believe I'd touch it for three hundred thousand the way he looked. I mean, it was bad. And then, like I said, right behind him, when Jimmy Johnson stepped out of his car, he fell to the to the ground, and they hauled him out in the helicopter. Yeah, Kurt had Kurt, Kurt had just enough power to get himself to the pit wall, sat down, and his handler handed him a bottle and a wet rag, and he poured it all over his head, and then he took. Two big sips of the biggest Pepto Bismol bottle I ever seen in my life, and drunk them, and poured some more water down it, and uh, 
finally, after about 10 minutes, got his composure from the eight. Oh, it'll zap you, Rowdy. It'll zap you. Uh, we, we've all experienced, uh, you know, seeing those situations more than once. And, yeah, yeah, they are athletes. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Well, <clears throat> Todd, glad you had a good time. Glad you got that hot pass, man. That, that's uh, kudos to whoever helped you get that cooking for you. And that, was a NASCAR, that was a NASCAR official that I just happened to know. You just have so to you know got, the right one, Todd. You got to go to the monster trailer. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had said hi earlier to him in the day. You know, I'm. You guys all know how friendly a person I am. So, I said hi to him. You know, and because I've seen him at Pocono, and he ended up tracking me down at BJ's holler and told me I had to go to the NASCAR holler. Once we got there, then he told me. <laughs> you let you sweat a bit, Todd. Well, never been called there before until then, so I'm kind of thinking, like, oh boy, what did I do? Did they catch me <laughs> working on something I shouldn't have? Or you know, you never know. Correct. So there, there was a shocker, and I looked at him and said, "Can I give you a hug?" He goes, "No." <laughs> he probably has that said to him all day, though, Todd. You're you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but very nice people, I tell you. Well, what about the monster girls? You up or down with it? Well, the Monster Girls, I mean, it's it's part of what they do for their sponsorship. So, uh, I did go up and uh, see uh, Richard Petty with the Monster Girls. Got to talk to him, shake his hand, got his autograph. But, yeah. That's pretty cool. Get his... Get the, the, the King's autograph. Yeah, I got the Kings and the Sun on the same weekend. Oh, even better, you doubled your fun. What a great, great memento that will be for you, Todd. Oh, yes, you know it. Well, how you sum up your weekend, Todd? My weekend was just amazing and great and enjoyable. Now you need to rest, don't you? You need a vacation from the vacation. Well, I did lay down and take a couple-hour nap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're supposed to have around 7.30 Eastern time Jason Sessler from Kalamazoo. Mark, isn't that right? We're going to be talking about the Clash, Kalamazoo Clash. Yep. 
I'm looking forward to having Jason on. Me too, Rowdy. Me too. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I think this is the 26th year. They've they've done it, and uh, it it just uh, it just built up and become one of the biggest events in in short track racing in the upper Midwest every year. Well, you know, Mark, 26 years is something's pretty good. It is. And it, you know what? I'm sure they're already planning for next year. Well, Mark, you've been to that a couple of times and going Wednesday night, right? Right. Oh, you know what, Rowdy? I've probably been to close to 20 of them. Uh, uh, I, I, uh, it's been different forms over the years, and, and now they have a nice. Uh, uh, a nice situation where they bring in the template CRA, ARCA CRA Super Series, and they run 125 laps. And the Outlaw Super League models come in and run uh, 125 laps for $10,000 to win. So it gives everybody a little chance to see two of the best types of short track Super League model racing there is. And uh, uh, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, uh, uh, are, are the hotbeds for the uh, the outlaw league miles? You don't see them generally any other place in uh, the U.S. Yeah, they're 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 fun. They're a regional car. Yeah, they're pushing it coming around them tires, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, they're they're a tad quicker than the. Uh, uh, the the template cards, uh, but you know what? Uh, at a track the size of Kalamazoo, they're both real quick, and it, it's hard to tell any difference in them. So uh, it's a great doubleheader. Uh, really look forward to it. And, and tomorrow night is a is another big one too. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the Midwest midweek show time of the year. August is a big month. I was at one last Thursday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night this week, next Monday night at Berlin. Uh, we like to race up here, Marty. <laughs> there in the middle of the week. Yes, sir. I, that's pretty cool, Mark. That gives you an option somewhere to go on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you know, when I first told you about, I was going to these races in the middle of the week and you were, what, where, why? Uh, but yeah, it it became a way of of getting the uh, NASCAR drivers to, to attend to some of these races, Rowdy is how it began. And, uh, we liked it so much. Didn't care if the NASCAR drivers show up or not. A midweek race was a midweek race and we got to go to see a race in the middle of the week. And, it was good. <laughs> I, you know, Mark, I think small tracks, and you hear everybody, the promoters, small tracks are coming back. People realize that, you know, there's still a good value in a small track race. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, I think it's $20 to get in uh, on Wednesday night. And to see 250 laps of racing in two different divisions plus the preliminaries, uh, you're getting a pretty big bang for your buck. I would say so. 
on a Wednesday night. I liked it. Eight eighteen. Eight eight eighteen. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier, Roddy, and and uh, uh, our our other guest this evening is uh, the PR guy for the Arkham Midwest Tour, and they're running two hundred and fifty laps tomorrow night in Wisconsin. So, yeah, the Upper Midwest is the place to be for racing this week. Good place to have a summer home. Or live up here, yeah. one or the other. <laughs> you just need a place to bounce off from the center of all of the racing. Hub out of yeah. it. Maybe next year, Mark. Maybe next year. Well, Robbie, we're we're gonna get you you know, we're gonna get you guys settled at home first so you can get up here and see these races. So uh we're looking forward to that, and we have a lot to show you, and uh, yeah, to come up for a few weeks maybe, and, and uh, we'll get you a little cabin somewhere in the woods. Sounds great. <laughs> I sent a little reminder off to Jason, so hopefully he, he got it, Rowdy. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going, we're going late. Tonight, because most of our guests couldn't come show up till till the later hour, so still a lot to talk about. Hey, our next race is on dirt at Springfield, Illinois. That's August the nineteenth. That's a little under two weeks away. Let's see how many days is that. I have to get on the Arca website to see. They give you the hours, the date, and the time. Everything you need to know for a race Arca race fan, don't they, Rowdy? Arca, yeah, ArcaRacing.com. They do live timing and scoring, too, in that chat. While the race is watching it on TV, it's good to be on the, the chat. It is. I, I've uh, I've used it quite a bit myself. And uh, uh, let's see, it's 12 days, 14 hours, and 20 min- 21 minutes right now for the, uh, the Springfield race. So the Allen Crow 100. Planning on being there, uh, seeing some old friends, uh, old new friends that is, and uh, enjoying the uh, the exploits of the Arca drivers on the mile dirt of Springfield. Everybody's racing somewhere right now, Mark. Oh, Rowdy, it's uh, it's 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 really a special time up uh, in the upper Midwest right now for, for racing. Uh, we have the, the Kalamazoo clash on Wednesday. We have the Arc uh, Midwest tour Dixieland 250 tomorrow evening. Uh, they have 41 entries, 30, only 30 starts. So yeah, there's some unhappy drivers going home tomorrow night. And Kevin Rams will be on later to talk a little bit about that race. So, yeah, we've got it covered. Uh, Arca Short Track Series are, are in a busy swing right now while Arca's in a little bit of a lull and giving the, the Arca drivers a chance to catch their breath after that 11-week stretch, huh, Rowdy? Man, I tell you, that 11 weeks, is, that's pretty tough. Uh, it took a toll on some teams. It, it took did. Some t- it took a it also had the cream rise to the crop, don't you think? Yep. Yep. I tell you, 
MDM was probably the most impressive, but Venturini was right there with them. But MDM, week after week after week. And how about that one car team win trend? They're there every week, too, and uh, they got their win finally. Yeah. Uh, it's good for Kevin and, and Gus, too, you know, know what it feels like to be back in victory lane. No, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Well, that's why you go to the racetrack. You don't go to run second. You go to win, possibly. And, you know, if you don't feel like you can be in that position, then, you know, run the best you can. And uh, uh, Gustine and Kevin Swinsky uh, with Wind Time Racing have done a really nice job this year. And uh, I hope I expect another win. I think we'll have Gus on as a winner again this this season, Rowdy. I think so too, Mark. Uh, I'm almost sure. Uh, guys, it's it's well. We got five races left, right, Mark? Wow. Yeah. Uh, the two dirt. Races uh, to coin in, in Springfield. We throw the the short track of Berlin in between the two of those two races uh, for the rain date makeup. Uh, and then we have Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis, Salem, and then the Indiana also, and Kansas. So we're we're winding down. And October will be here before you know it, because look, we're already in August. Yeah, and I was reading an article today about the uh, PRI show, Rowdy, and we we have to make our plans for that coming soon, too, so we can be there and and take full advantage of it this year. Well, Mark, I'd like to think we can, of course, a lot of that hinges on the 23rd of August for us. You know, my plan, so. Yes, sir. It's it's all in the plans to be, hopefully be at the banquet, and and I'd like to go Friday for the RPI show, because if you're going to drive up there, you, you, it's, it's, worth, it's worth the gas going up there and back just to go to that show right there. Yeah, it makes the banquet just kind of icing on the cake and, uh, you know, a nice chance to see everybody and not recognize everybody because everybody's dressed up and not wearing a hat. And what, as you walked in there on Saturday, was bumper to bumper with people at the end of our banquet, it had just about cleared out, 1,100-something booths. And I'm talking about 90% of it was all gone at the end of that show. When we come out of the banquet, Mark, y'all went across the tunnel to the parking deck, and I walked around in the circle of the because you can walk almost all the way around it. They got it fixed. You got to go downstairs. Right. And it was complete, completely empty almost. But like I said, about 10% was left. And that was trying to push it out the door. <laughs> no, it's an incredible show. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, you know what? It's, it's not always we get a chance to get together and be together and not be at a racetrack. And that has limitations because when they're racing, you really can't communicate. So uh, being at the 
the, the PRI show and, and the, the banquet and uh, kicking back and uh, yeah, you, you you set quite the striking pose in your uh, tuxedo, Rowdy. That's for sure. <laughs> right, you got to get cleaned up once a year. <laughs> hey, it was all good. Enjoyed it. A lot, met a lot of great people. I mean, really blessed to have been able to go. Hey, let's let's bring uh, Tim in and see who he's got on the guest and what he's got going on at Pit Stop there. Just a few miles from. Yeah, hey, he's just a few miles from where the flight the crow flies over to Talladega. Hey, Tim, welcome to the Rowdy Maglot Show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, whenever I sort of come on, I sort of, you sort of got it there, Rowdy. The weather crow flies, I'm about eight miles south of the 2.66-mile monster we call Talladega Super Speedway. How y'all doing this evening, gentlemen? Man, we're doing great. Good. Always good on a Monday night, Tim. Oh, y'all always do great on a Monday night. I heard you, I heard you got your coffee and everything with you, right, Mark? I'm sorry, Tim. I heard you got your coffee with you. I heard I was I was listening to y'all earlier. You said you had your you coffee know, ready. I can't do the show without the coffee, Tim. I got to have that little jolt to keep me going and keep my energy up. <laughs> I heard that, brother. Now you know I I love coffee. Uh, I used to didn't drink it much, you know, except for in the winter time I'd always have some. But now I drink it all year long. But it's in the morning, and I can't drink it. I guess after I've been out in this hot weather working and all, but I've heard. A lot of old-timers uh, say that they drink coffee during the day. It helps to keep cool. I don't see how that is. Mark, can you help me out with that one, brother? No. You know what? I, I just have that bad habit of liking my java, Tim. And uh, I, I usually have one cup a day, and it's uh, later in the afternoon. I go to my local uh, uh, coffee shop and, and grab me a large one, and uh, that gets me through the evening, keeps me awake, and especially on Mondays, I gotta stay awake for the darn show. I can't be falling asleep in the middle of there. That's right, especially you being the you being the co-host, Mark. And uh, Mark, yeah, uh, Suzanne bought me back when I was out with my hip, you know, and I couldn't really make that much coffee. She bought me one of them carried things, and it makes Ooh. that little one cup deal. Have you got one of them? I've got hooked on. It's the Dunkin' Donuts. Coffee. It's, it's, I mean, put it in there, and it smells the kitchen up. Marcus, vanilla, and everything. You need you need to get you one of them. That's one of the best I, things uh, since last spring. I, I don't have one myself, but I know I, I've been in homes that do have them, and uh, yeah, the smells almost overwhelming, isn't it? Yes, sir. Exactly. And, you know, you can you can pick any kind of coffee that you want. I mean, there's all kind of stuff out there. It's a little bit more expensive, but it makes that one cup, but it makes that one cup a lot quicker. And yeah, you got the vanillas and the apple stuff. You even got some Jack Daniel coffee out there, which I don't, I don't want to deal with that more since I, since I put all that down. <laughs> well, Tim, you had, you had Russell on your show, uh, Tuesday night. That was, yes, uh, Looks like we got we're in store for some great things for two thousand and what, twenty? Twenty twenty should be completed. Well, from the way Russell was saying it, it's supposed to be ready for the fall race next year, twenty nineteen. Yeah, we had Russell Brenham on public relations director at Tidal Super Speedway, uh Tuesday and uh he he has stayed on right, I don't know if, if y'all listen, but he stayed on with Stephen and I probably forty five minutes and that was one of the one of the best interviews I've ever had with uh Russell. Well, uh, 
Actually, I seen where the PA guys, Steve and uh, Dusty and Matt's going to go to, I, I think it's Darlington and going to be the PA, the PA guys announcers there. I so actually heard something about that too. Yeah, Matt Coulter and uh, Steve West and Matt Nicholson. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Steve West, he's been he's been doing it for a pretty good while. You know, Matt Coulter worked for Channel Six, I think, wasn't it, Rowdy? Between me yeah. and you over there in in Birmingham, Matt worked with them, and he does a lot with the Super Speedway here with their victory lane stuff and all that. And they do a really really great job. And uh, Suzanne and I, we're also going to to Darlington. We got our letter Friday in the mail. We got approved for our media stuff, so we're going to venture off up there with Stephen and Anne Marie at Darlington Labor Day weekend. And after the race there, with it being our 25th wedding anniversary, we're going to venture off down there to Myrtle Beach for a few days. So I'm off that whole week. Man, there's so much stuff to do at Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Y'all have fun. You'll have we fun. We will. Yeah. You, you know, better watch I Ah, I, that'll be your first big trip since you, you had that done. Is that correct? Uh, yes, because we went to we didn't go to Dale uh, uh, Junior's last race last fall in October because I couldn't hardly walk since I had the hip replaced. But that'll be well. We went to Atlanta this year, but this will be my longest trip making since I had the hip replaced. And I believe I can do it. We're gonna do that until everybody know. Also, uh, Stephen and Anne Marie are gonna go to Bristol the week before. He's gonna cover everything, Speedway Digest at Bristol, and then meet us at Darlington that following weekend. And then we're going to do Talladega. And also, Suzanne and I and Stephen and Marie, we're going to do Homestead. It'll be my first trip to Homestead. We're going to Homestead for championship weekend this year, too. So it's uh, going to be a pretty big deal. Uh, we've got our flights booked, got our rental cars and everything. And I was going to ask Mark if I could borrow some money because I think I'm broke, man. <laughs> I, I'd love to say yes, but... Uh, uh, I think my my accountant's gonna say no, Tim. <laughs> he handles the money work here. I don't blame him, Mark. Just like everybody tells me that that I'm so tight, they say, Tim, just go in the backyard, dig up one of them mason jars, and go on. Well, my wife's just glad that we're able to get uh, uh, our, our media credentials for the races. It, it helps a lot, and it allows us to cover a lot more races for the show too. So. Yeah, it it uh, it helps. Exactly, Mark. And uh, I think we're gonna we asked for a radio room in Darlington. Uh, have we lost Tim? You guys having storms? Uh yeah. It's probably what went through me is probably in his back door right now. Okay, I, that's what I was thinking, Rowdy. Because it was, I, I want to tell you, it was tough here a while ago. I'm talking about ground shaking thunder. We had a little bit that earlier, too. I was in the shop, and it shook the shop, the concrete. <laughs> I'm telling you. It hit, and it hit somewhere hard. Woo! Well, Mark, you got a busy weekend, man. I'm telling you. You know what? The amazing thing is, is I'll be home for the second, actually third weekend in a row uh, this, this coming weekend. Everything's during the week, uh, the first couple of weeks of uh, August, Rory. Uh Everything will uh, 
come to a conclusion on Monday night, uh, August 13th at Berlin Speedway, uh, where the ARCA CRA Super Series is running a 251-lap Super League mile race. $10,000 to win. It's a nice purse. I think it's 1200 to start. Uh, they'll start uh, possibly uh, some NASCAR stars will come over because that's the, uh, the day after the, the cup race in Michigan. Well, Mark, have you got the rundown on the top ten or top five in the points before we get started back here? I think I do, Rowdy. Uh, you want you want uh, the points as it is right now? Yeah, yeah. This because we we haven't Our, given them in a while. I think we can do that. Uh, that's 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 very doable. Uh, I'll bring the top ten. I got the top ten right here. I'm at the screen, and I'm just waiting for the screen to could be life again. And it did, and here we go. All right. We'll do it from the tenth spot backwards this time. Just do it a little different tonight, folks. Uh, in tenth spot uh, is Brad Smith, uh, and it's that's uh, been a tough uh, uh, year for Brad, and to see him in tenth in points and uh, running fairly decent the past few races, it's good to see. Uh, ninth is Brett Holmes. Uh, Brett had a couple races off, so uh, they've dropped a little bit in points, but they're still in the top ten. Eighth is Joseph Graff, Jr. Seventh is Gus Dean with Wintron Racing and Kevin Swinsky being the owner. They have a win this year. Sixth is Natalie Decker. Fifth is Travis Braden. Uh, Travis has had a little ups and downs, but he's been running pretty good recently. And uh, we're, we always expect good things out of Travis Braden. I'm going to uh, see him race uh, Wednesday night at Kalamazoo in the template, outlaw, or template super late models. Uh, fourth is Chase Purdy, and uh, we're going to see Chase Purdy tomorrow night in Caucona, Wisconsin, with the Archimedes Tour. Uh, third is Riley Herbst in the uh, the Gibbs ride. And then we have our two MDM boys. Uh, second points, Zane Smith. And not too far in front of Zane is Sheldon Creed, his teammate. Uh, Zane has four wins. Sheldon has three. They both have similar accounts in top fives and top tens. Uh, there's a reason they're the one, two in points right now. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're all set with the points. That's the top ten, Rowdy. I appreciate it, there. I'm gonna bring Tim back in. Tim, uh, I, I, you just you just dropped on me there, man. I'm sorry, gentlemen. I think I did. I had my phone in my pocket and everything else going on. I was walking around out here. I'm back. <laughs> well, I, I told. Mark asked, could it have been the storms that moved through here? And I said, very well could be, because they was tough earlier today down here. I'm sure it was. I was watching the radar, Rowdy, but we had we ain't got nothing here. Just watching the sunset, it's, it's calm. It's still it's still sticky. Uh, I'm sure Mark knows a little bit about this, this uh, what we call humidity here in the south, don't you, Mark? We have it up here, too, Tim, and... Um... It's a little sticky and hot out uh, the past. We've been in the mid-upper 90s the past few days in uh, the Chi-Town area. So, yeah, we're we're not strangers to uh, that type of weather. Hey, Tim, did, did you get to see the uh, Xfinity race with the rain tires? Yes, sir, I did. 
What do you think about it? I thought it was pretty neat. I thought it was uh, it sort of added a little bit more uh, strategy, you know, to already with it being a road course there at, there at the Glen. You know, a, a lot of people, Mark, you and Rowdy know, a lot of your listeners know too, uh, a lot of the teams try to run a road course, course backwards, you know, try to do some strategy, maybe pit early tires and catch up and let the, you know, the, the uh, front butch pit. But uh, with it being with the rain come like it did and with the stage racing like it was, and they actually had to put the rain tires on and listen to Dale Jim, uh, Mike Bagley, and uh, Jeff Burton there just talking from each turn that they were in. The the uh, track was dry pretty quick, and but they couldn't go out with slick. I only had to get that had to get that rain tire out. But I I really enjoyed that, and you know there were a lot of teams. Rowdy, I'm glad that you brought it up. There were a, a lot of teams that had already had the the one to windshield wiper on. And to to throw that out there, some of the guys saying that it was a sort of an arrow deal. It sort of helped with some of the downforce. Some of the guys had the wiper on. Some of them didn't. Some of them had to come in and put the wiper on and put the rain tires on. But I really enjoyed it. I think it I think it made the it made the the teams the crew chiefs think even probably twice as hard as they would if they were on slicks the whole the whole race. And you know, with the new stage racing, bringing up the cautions, that just added that much more. Well, it added another skill level to that driver, to me, that they had to stay on that track and race as hard as they could to keep the guy from going around them in the rain. I mean, to me, I liked it. I, I liked it. Well, you know, Rowdy, Tim, we, I, I witnessed it live a couple years ago at North America. They had to throw the rain tires on there, and uh, it was so much fun. It, it was just, these guys were almost, you know, they're out of control as it is, and then throw a little wetness in there on top of it. It made it even more fun. Uh, it it was my first, and until this point, only time I watched an auto race in the rain. That's right, Mark. And, you know, guys, both of y'all know, just to add to that, to that uh, some of your listeners might not want might not understand why they couldn't keep keep the rain tires on because the rain tires had such a, had such a good uh, grip that if they got on a dry track with them rain tires, it wouldn't be long. It would just eat them up, you know. So they had to go back to that to that slick. So that that's another kink throat in the situation. It, it it just threw a nice you know little monkey wrench into the race and made it a lot of fun to watch. It really did. Well, it's like the strategy. How long are we going to keep the rain tires on? And what part of the track's wet and not wet? And they're wanting to get in the water to cool the tires down. Yeah, 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 that's true. And, guys, if I I can, I hate to be the one asking the question, but I want to ask, I know y'all cover this orchestra very, very, y'all, Follow through it, comb it with a comb, with a fine tooth. So, and I had I hadn't been able to check much. Have y'all heard anything on what's going on with Brett Holmes? Russ is his own team, I think. Now uh, he did a couple of stints with Kenny Schrader, driving their car, and uh, uh, the last I, he was at uh, uh, Pocono, and I and I believe he's on the Berlin entry list. So hopefully we'll see him at the dirt track at Springfield in a couple of weeks, Tim. Ten for Mark. Yeah, I just I just didn't know. I had sort of noticed, like you mentioned, 
he was running that Kenny Schrader car, and I didn't know what all went down with that deal or what have you. Well, I think uh, they wanted to. I think they wanted to try a different approach, and let's put him in a car that Kenny Schrader's got uh, an experienced uh, crew chief. And let him run, and let's see what he's got with Kenny Schrader equipment. I think it did him good. I mean, he kind of finished in the normal, what he's been finishing in, didn't he, Mark? I didn't see a whole lot. I mean, he didn't have no top five finish in the car, but he he run good the race, all both races. He did. Uh, there were there was little things that kept him from having better finishes. I think Rowdy, and uh, he uh, he. He he did okay in the Schrader car. I, I think they were, uh, I, I guess, to, for lesser term, experimenting a little bit to, to, you know, to, to find because trying to find an experienced ARCA crew chief uh, is a very difficult thing, especially a winning, experienced ARCA crew chief. So, yeah, I think they struggled a bit with that. Uh, you know, Brett's got a. I think Brett's got a bright future, but man, some it, it's going to break for him. Stacy's just trying something new. Uh, but I, I, I'm as far as I know, things are going as normal. Looking forward to dirt track. Of course, he's at home in dirt. He raced a lot at Talladega short track. That's right, Randy. Yeah. I think still he still owns the track record here, right, guy? That's very possible. I, I'm not sure on that, Tim. I think he does, right? Last I heard, the uh, last Ice Bowl, I said, we didn't. yes, we went this time. The last one that we talked to you was two years ago, I think, and I think I had asked that question to read it in the bunch, and I think he still held it. But somebody almost broke it, but I think he still holds the uh, – the fastest lap in a super late model here at Talladega Short Track. You know, Tim, I'm looking to the day that hopefully I can start covering those tracks. You know, right now with the struggle I've been going through, I, it, I, it's virtually impossible to be able I to go out and do, right. do them. But I'm looking forward. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to cover that. Like Montgomery, I mean, they get Huntsville. I mean, there's some uh, heck right down the road. Say, re. That's a great exactly. Track. Exactly. There's so much history here, and you brought up Montgomery, where the Allisons really made their name there, and uh, yeah, Harrison Burton. You know, uh, we went down probably five or six years ago. Suzanne and I, uh, Dan Nerson down there. He runs. He runs an awesome track. Uh, track promoter there. I, th- I think he's possibly the track owner at Montgomery. But yeah. Uh, Daniel Hemrick's come through there. There's been a lot of drivers, uh, Mark, that uh, that you know y'all might not have heard of that has come through Montgomery Motor Speedway. And it and Rowdy, you you you've been there. I ain't been there, but that one time, and it's out off of I-65 south of Montgomery. I mean, it's like you're going through a neighborhood, and all of a sudden it says Montgomery Motor Speedway, a little sign on some four by fours. You turn right, and it's one of the most historic speedways probably in the state of Alabama. Correct, guys? Yeah. Uh, that's left. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've heard of, you know, Montgomery and and the old Birmingham track and Huntsville for years, even up here in the North. Those are well-known tracks up here also. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 
not been to Montgomery. I'd, I'd like to get there sometime. I think it'd be uh, worth my time to do it. Yeah, when you Bring come you to plenty. It's hot, ain't it, ready? Yeah. Well, if it come down in April or after the, the Talladega, you know, either see what they got racing on the week before or the week after and plan where you can stay five or six days. You can make that happen. Yep. Yeah, and guys, or, whenever y'all get in, uh, just let me know, and I can I can get with uh, Stan Nerson. Uh, if y'all want to get him on y'all's show, maybe do some promotion stuff down there and sort of listen to some of his stories. Uh, we've had him on a couple of times. It's been a few a few years back, but Stan can tell some stories. But if y'all ever want him on, if y'all ever want him on, just 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 let me know, and I can I can make it happen for you guys. Hey, I appreciate it, Tim. So who y'all got on the show for tomorrow night? We've got a driver of the uh, of the number four uh, Chevrolet Camaro in the NASCAR Experience Series for JD Motorsports, Mr. Ross Chastain is going to join us. You know he uh, run double duty this weekend. Uh, he also run the number fifteen for Premium Motorsports in the uh, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series up there. And uh, I think he had a rear end or something in the suspension go out uh, yesterday, and he was running decent. You know he stayed on stayed on the lead lap, but now Saturday. Uh, he had got up. He was up in the top ten, I think, after the first stage. He finished eighth or ninth in the first stage or second stage one. He had a he had a pretty good car going. Of course, they were on strategy also, and I think their strategy didn't plan out as well as they thought it would be. But yeah, uh, Ross Chastain. I've met him a couple of years ago. Uh, I want to give credit to Scott Revis there, the hauler driver for Garrett Smith at Jody Motorsports, for getting him to come on tomorrow night. But he and his family. If y'all have never really heard that much about Ross. Uh, they own a watermelon farm in uh, Florida. And uh, just to hear him talk about when he was coming up, growing up, learning how to race, racing go-karts, and working on a watermelon farm, it's just pretty neat to, you know, listen to what he has to say. But uh, I want to give a big shout-out to Scott Lewis for getting him on, and uh, can't, can't, wait, can't wait to talk to Ross tomorrow evening. Uh, see, he raced in ARCA a couple of seasons because he has uh, – on race day, he has people passing out slices of watermelon. That's right. His sponsor. And on a hot day in, in the pits, it, that watermelon was tasting good, too. <laughs> I, I bet it was. And, you know, it's also, watermelon. Just add, yeah. And also, just to add to that, I think it's uh, on Labor Day weekend or – something they run that promotion uh protect your melon you know sort of like the uh to do that don't drink and drive on labor day weekend and all that stuff with the state troopers but he yeah they they run a special paint scheme with the watermelon deal that says protect your melon or something like it well <laughs> it's pretty important because i hit that noggin pays off that's what we, when the high winds come here tim we just go and uh put on the racing helmets and bicycle helmets set in the basement. That's all you can do till the wind slows down. That's right. You know, I can't afford no motorcycle helmet or racing helmet, no bell helmet. <laughs> so, Ross Chastain, give me some watermelon rinds. So, Suzanne and I strap them on. <laughs> hey, every little bit counts. It, it happens. Yeah, well, tell, man. Go 
I was gonna say Suzanne sure gets aggravated when I go to licking the top of her rind getting that watermelon off her head. <laughs> <laughs> You're fortunate enough to have her to help you, Tim. You got that right. She's sitting over here looking at me like right now. She, if, when you get off that radio show, I'm gonna kill you. I can see it in her eyes right now. <laughs> well, Tim, we're gonna take us a little break here and uh, wait on our next caller. We got Kevin Ramsey calling in. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. And if you don't mind, Rowdy, keep me on mute where I can listen. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Rowdy. Thanks for everything y'all do for. Speedway Digest Radio Network, and y'all still there, RadinMagLight.com. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Looking Thanks forward to seeing y'all. See y'all, bro. You got it. <clears throat> At the floor of Bama Lounge A northern boy just soaking in the very Jews of the south Driven down from Boston He left five feet of snow Takes after those white sugar strands To the Gulf of Mexico Waved his hands in the air He had his voice rose through the roof Spread in the message of his undisputed truth like an old-time revival, his old spirits gave him wings. He said, this is the promised land, it's one of the hardest things in me. If you get that special feeling that goes deep into your bones, if you've been moved by power grooves coming out of muscle shows,
up the crew and head out to Talladega Super Speedway for race weekend October 12th through 14th. Ticket holders for the 1000Bulbs.com 500 can enjoy free camping in three different campgrounds around the track. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. Rates too high, drivers not approved, sound familiar? With over 30 years' experience, GSI Tow Truck Insurance can design a policy within your means. All we write is tow truck insurance. See to Shining Sea, Wisconsin to Georgia, Los Angeles to South Dakota. We have you covered. So what are you waiting for? Call or text us for a non-obligation quote at 262-501-7244. GSI. Big or small, we write them all. And then you ask them, have you ever been to a NASCAR race? And they go, no. And then my, you ain't never been to Talladega and got bamatized. Well, I've been bamatized rowdy more than once. I keep going back and get bamatized again. I can tell you, trust me, I can take you from... Angel Street to Solomon Gomorrah Street, whichever way you want to go. How far is the meter are you willing to go? (laughs) (laughs) And that's when you know you're (laughs) bamatized. I've been bamatized a few different ways. The boulevards bamatized me, and I've been over to the speedway till one o'clock in the morning, and they're still racing when I left. You you went over there to dye your hair. <laughs> you know, thank goodness Jeff had shampoo for me the next day because I'd really been a redhead then. <laughs> Hey, that's I didn't realize how bad that dust was. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good on a on a, a white-headed guy. I can tell you that. No, no, it, it it dyed my hair. No, no doubt about it, Rowdy. And uh, water wasn't going to rinse it out. It just made it red. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's everybody's amusement. Well, hey, we all live through it. Nobody's wearing a patch because of it, and that's a great weekend. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another another one of those Talladega night stories. That's right. That's fast approaching. I'm telling you, I'll be here before we know it. Well, it's uh, them moving it up a week really kind of put a monkey wrench into my short track works, but I'll be in Bama. So uh, the week before Arcas, what race is the week before Talladega weekend? Uh, we the All-American about- 400 in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, that just means you're just going to fall out of one into another one. That's going to make a great weekend. 
it's just I, I just know I'm going to see good racing uh, both weekends. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, you know what's my old saying? A bad day at the racetrack is better than a good day at work. So, I'd rather be at the racetrack in most places. I guess if I was at home with with uh, with my dog and my wife, and uh, that's good too. But I need to get out and get to the races. On a Tuesday and Wednesday night at that, Mark. Well, one of the benefits of living in the the Midwest, Rowdy, we uh, we have to put up with the winters though too. So that's our downfall. <laughs> well, we're waiting on uh, Kevin to call. He's- yeah, Kevin's going to be a few minutes away. Uh, Kevin's calling Ron his way home from work this evening. Uh, thank, thank goodness. Uh, we'll be able to get some good information out of Kevin, I think. And his shows. That's tomorrow night's, right? That's tomorrow night's race. The, uh, the Arkham Midwest tour, Dixieland, two fifty. Uh, 250, 30 starters, 41 entries already. Uh, Ten thousand dollars to win, twelve hundred dollars to start. That makes folks race for some purse money there. Well, on top of that, Rowdy, it's at my favorite racetrack, uh, Wisconsin International Raceway. is a unique half mile trioval uh, that you have to see to appreciate. Uh, you can talk about it as much as you want, but it's it's a D-shaped oval. It's very fast. It's very competitive. I've seen some of the best races ever there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then I get to go to Kalamazoo the next night to see more template Super Late Models and the Outlaw Super Late Models. So, midweeks in, uh, in, for Chi-Town are pretty good this month. It's a good place to be. So, Mark, the track, is it like cheese grater surface tires? Yes, it is. The the track at Wisconsin International Raceway, it's old, it's abrasive. uh, It takes a driver to to be able to wheel a car around there, and it takes a real driver to win, Rowdy. Uh, You don't luck into wins at Wisconsin International. Uh, it's one of those where there is a true home track advantage just because of its unique layout. And and uh, turns three and four are completely different than turns one and two. Thinking's different. The radius is different. Uh, so it really, you know, you set up for one corner, you're a little off in the other corner. And you fix for that corner, then you're off in the other one. So it, it takes a, a, a well-balanced and uh, a lot of horsepower to win it. Uh, Corner, Wisconsin. Working on a lot of notes from the past, wouldn't you say, Mark? <laughs> very the much, most, very much yeah. so, Rowdy. Uh, uh, the the you know the track just gets every year gets a little rougher and a little you know fresh bumps. We get three, four, five feet of snow, especially up in that area of Wisconsin over the winter, and it doesn't go away until the end of uh, April, beginning of May. 
Yeah. So it's it's rough. It's rough. They it goes through you know some extremes from you know ninety ninety five degree weather to to minus twenty degree weather. So yeah, that hundred degree swing there. That's a, that's a big difference. So, Mark, did you see where? What's that, Rowdy? Did before you get started, did you see where Sterling Marlin won Saturday night at Fairgrounds Speedway? He's only two wins away from the all-time record, Rowdy. On top of that, yeah, Sterling uh, put on a phenomenal race uh, the other night. I understand. Wow. I, I haven't seen any highlights of it, but he won. They need to get that. They, he needs to break that. Who, do you know his, what the, who the holder is? Buford? Joe Buford? Uh, I could be mistaken, uh, but I, I'm familiar with the name, and he ran most of his career at Nashville. Uh yeah, and, and out of all the names to uh, to to come out of Nashville, uh, to 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 be second all time on, on on the wins list, that's something else. Well, I I, I really enjoyed seeing that when it scrolled across there, whoever posted it, and well, I think uh, his race team posted it, and, and National Speedway posted it, and a few others posted it, and I saw the same things you did, Rowdy, and uh, I think that was his 64th win at, uh, at National Speedway. And on top of that, Sterling's going and traveling a little bit the past couple of years. He, uh, we see him at the Snowball Derby for the Saturday Night Snowflake 100 for the Pro Late Models. Uh of course, we'll see him all American 400 weekend at Nashville. Uh, he's going up to Canada to run a big race up there Labor Day weekend. So, yeah, uh, what's not the like? Sterling's just one of those likable, great racing characters that, that we need more of. And now he's just having fun without the pressure. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I, you know, I'd, it'd be interesting to sit down and talk to him a little bit about the mindset between doing uh, what he's doing now and what it was like when he was uh, cup racing. And, uh, but, you know, just, just the stories alone would be worth it for the, the amount of time you can get to spend with them. Yep. Every time we're at the fairgrounds, I see him and Arca's there. He's somewhere watching. He is. He's he's a big fixture there, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll hopefully Rowdy we'll get to watch him race at Nashville and get that 66 uh, wins and tie it, and then maybe the 67 to take over the lead. Well, it'd be good to be down there in Victory Lane with his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, and, and that's a, they're, they're not sounds a like a team. plan. We'll be there. They're not a real big team either, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll be there, Rowdy. And it, and it could be the All-American 400 weekend that that happens at, so. Well, they just redid the bathrooms there, so uh, hopefully the soccer is not going to push them out because they just went through and did a complete renovation of the bathrooms. 
I saw that also, Rowdy. Yeah, they, it's not like they stopped improvements at the racetrack because they have not. Uh, it National Speedway has the, the the fairground speedway has been a focal point for years, and it should continue on to be a focal point for years. Uh, it's one of those great historic venues that we just cannot see go away. It, it needs to stay, and it should not be pushed out of the way for something else, no matter what it is. Well, it serves a certain sector of people like the rest, soccer. I don't watch soccer. But there's room for both. I I agree. I agree and uh hopefully we'll uh we'll have the national, you know, fairground speedway to go to for quite a few years to come. Well, I look forward to it each year. Matter of fact, what do we do? Uh, two times a year, we're there twice a year, sometimes three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wish it wish it was a little bit closer so we could uh, get there more often. At least for me, it's not too far for you. No, it's just a three hour. It's an easy three hour drive, and it's it's. Just quick off the interstate also, like Todd was talking about. I believe Todd was talking about this exit right off the interstate in a little neighborhood, and there's the track. Yeah, it's it, it's right in the middle of a, a residential area of, of Nashville, and uh, why they would want to put a facility like they're talking about at that point uh, where there's not a lot of easy access in and out, kind of baffles me, Rowdy, and you're moving some of the the people in the neighborhood out, too. Yeah, well, I think, Mark, we witnessed the walking dog park. I believe that's what it's going to be called. Took the parking lot, part of it. Well, let's see. It, that would have been the south end of the speedway, if I'm not mistaken, Rowdy. And, uh, yeah, that's all gone now. All that parking and access to the track and and to the fairgrounds is no longer available from the south end of the the old parking area. And that's kind of a shame. But, uh, yeah, they didn't. They they, they brought it up to basically where the the pits are and uh, ended the park area and then the pits pit area for the racetrack begins. Now, there isn't any yep. buffer zone, is there? Nope. I imagine that's going to be that first big gate you come in to swing those trucks in there. It'd be like riding down into Bristol. Yeah. <laughs> I think they can also get them in off of turn two also. There's that gate there, Rowdy. Yeah. Well, it's changed, yeah. that's for sure. But at least we got it. Has, well, that's that's the key. We we we've got to keep it. Uh, we we can't let that go away. It's just uh, too much history, too much part of that area, too much of everything. Well, 
It's under attack. It's not the first time, and I'm sure it won't be the last, Rowdy, and we just got to hope it keeps surviving. I know when you think it, it's going to die down and it comes back to its ugly head again. Well, that's, that is the problem of having a facility like Nashville's Fairgrounds Raceway being in a large metropolitan area. Uh, it's not outside the city. It's in the city. Uh, it's surrounded by neighborhoods. It's uh, It's been there for, the, the fairgrounds have been there for over 100 years, and the track's been there. I'm not quite sure how long, Rowdy, but it's been there 50, 60 years easy. So, uh yeah, it's uh, they they've been fighting it for years, and they'll continue to fight it. I hope for years. Well, it's worth fighting for because I mean, that's some awesome short track racing right there. I mean, it, it makes there, there great racing. And, and you know, I compared to where I was this past Thursday night, uh, New Paris, Indiana. Uh, there are no homes. There are no businesses. There's no nothing. It's all farm fields and uh, uh, that's 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 it. And this little racetrack sits in the middle of it, so it doesn't bother anybody. So it's never it's been there probably as long as Nashville's has, but it doesn't bother anybody because it's you know of its location and, and Nashville's race location just makes it that much more difficult to keep it open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, let's take a little time out while we're waiting on our next caller. All right. Sounds like a good idea, Rowdy. Cause it's you and me and the Jack Bay 3 Slide it over baby right now 
kind of mellow you down. <laughs> ah, it's not, we don't need to get mellowed out. We're, it's Rowdy Monday night, Rowdy. That's right. Well, that's <laughs> Bama ties and talking about Talladega gets me up. That gets me wound up. Whew. Well, just talking about racing alone wounds me up, Rowdy, and that's why we're on this doing this show, bud. Uh, it's been a good one, Mark. We've had a good run. What are we out of the fifteen races? We've had uh, 13, 12, 12 of the winners, or thirteen of the winners out on Monday night. Do we have? We have worked on that little uh, luck being on the show on the Monday for Fevers previously to your next race. You have a good chance of uh, winning too. So uh, we've you've buffeted that a little bit this year too, Rowdy. <laughs> well, the numbers proves itself. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good selling point regardless. It is. It is. Uh, but it's also true. You know, we're talking about it is true, Mark. We talked about it a good bit. But getting back to Talladega weekend, hey, I got uh, Jason is doing a uh, – they do the Dega Misfits on Facebook. And they've got with Jesse Iuzzi. Have you seen that, Mark? No, I haven't, Rowdy. Well, they've got with Jesse, and they've got his number and name on the T-shirts and on the sleeves. Is they're doing the two hots and cots, uh, the money that they raise uh, from proceeds goes to two hots and cots in Birmingham, which is veterans make sure they eat and got a place to spend the night. And uh, Jesse signed on to let him use his image and be part of it. Hey, well, he's a veteran. He knows. He he knows that everybody's got it, got it as well as he does. And uh, it's nice to see him give back. What a great organization to be working with in the first place, Rowdy. So Jason is always in the South Park, Mark. You remember. We've talked about trying to get over there, but it, it's we're we busy. Have, I mean, you know, we're we running have. for if if we're not with somebody going somewhere to see something, we're asleep trying to catch up for just a few minutes of sleep. Well, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little bit of a busy time this year at Talladega because uh, hopefully we're gonna get a little uh, radio show in with with Tim and Steve and. Uh, you and I and possibly Jeff, and we can do a little thing there, and I'm looking forward to that, Rowdy. Well, I'm going to bring Tim back in here, Tim. Hey, we're pumped about the radio show now. I I, I think it's going to be a success. I'm looking forward to it. Guys, it's going to be awesome. Just like I said earlier, you know, uh, I've got a lot of studio equipment that we can hook up. You know, like I said, Russell Branham, public racers director there at Talladega Super Speedway, has uh, been nice to grant us what is a radio room. And to some of the listeners that do not know what a radio room is, 
Claire B. Lane with Sirius XM NASCAR Radio has her own radio run. Well, Tim Despain, Stephen Wilson, Suzanne, Mark, and Rowdy, we all going to have us a radio room. And we'll also be set up in there. And, you know, which our uh, our software and stuff are, don't allow us but to do a two-hour show per day. So we're going to do a two-hour show that Saturday morning and two-hour show that Sunday morning. And, you know, guys, I've, I've got the headsets. I've got the mics. I've got the equipment. Uh, we're going to set it all up maybe uh, before October. Uh, you know, y'all don't have to come down, but Suzanne and I, we're going to go out and set all this up in one of the radio booths and do some sound checks. And Chris Ogles, a uh, good good friend of mine, and uh, Rusty Pitts there. Uh, Rusty's the IT guy at Tado Super Speedway, and Chris is uh, is the uh, is the audio guy. You've probably seen him, uh, 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 Rowdy, behind the uh, podium there in the media center. He covers all the LVO. He has agreed to help us get everything set up for our little deal there, and I think it's going to be pretty awesome. You know, uh, like I said, it's going to be sort of like MRN and PRN, uh, which covers all the SMI tracks. You know, we're going to have our headsets, mics we're going to take out, and Suzanne and Rowdy or Rowdy and Suzanne or whoever's going to man the studio there in the radio room, and we're just going to go out and have fun and get interviews and talk to fans, drivers, crew chiefs, and what have you. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I said – Assign everybody a section and let's let's do it. And, and okay, uh, you're gonna assign everybody. A you're gonna be the boss man, right? We're gonna let you be the no, boss. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Tim. Hey, supposedly you're gonna be in the 18 wheeler going around the track some point in that that day. So, I mean, we know you're gonna be going around the track, and. Uh, Steve's going to be up in the booth, up up in the top, wouldn't he be, or he'd be down in, on the pit floor? He would probably be up in the press box or down in there the you go. Or wherever he. Steve, Steve would like to go to the. He likes to go to the press box, and you know I'm unlike Stephen. I like to be down there with the action. Stephen likes to be up there where he can see it and cover it and write about it, and I like to be down there with with the action. But yeah, you're you're right. Uh, I have a I have a date with. Uh, Roger Haynes, driver of the uh, 18-wheeler pre-race there at Tado Super Speedway, who drives a big American flag around. I have a, I have a pre-race date with him. He's going to let me either ride co-pilot or sit in the back of that condo, as you called it, when you talked to him there, that big condo back of that John Ray trucking. So uh, I will get to do that. So with that being said, Rowdy, you know, you said I'm going to be there, so somebody in the control room, either you or Suzanne, is going to have to be the boss. So I guess it's going to have to be both of them. We all know who the boss is, Tim. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll let him stand. It's going to be great, guys. Gonna... I'm looking forward to it. I mean, really, that's. I think that's going to be two good hours each day. I do, too. And, again, I hate to keep harping on it, but, uh, you know, I've been after Russell for – five years now and uh, he's actually given us a radio room so uh, I want to give a big shout out to Russell Brunner at Tado Super Speedway I've probably done it three or four times but I can't thank him enough Grant and his staff for what they do for us what they do for y'all and we're breaking through the ice guys and we're going to have a lot of lessons it's going to be just fun just carrying on you know just like my good friend Woody Kane at MRN told me when I first started this he said Tim if you call in a race there with Thunder 927 like I have before if you mess up, keep going. Don't nobody know. They can't see it. You're on radio. Right. 
<laughs> if you, the only way they can know it is if you wrote it down and they can read it. That's all. You know, that's, that's promoting. That's that's being a promoter. You don't you don't know the real story except the guy doing the promoting, and it's a nightmare. Exactly, right. And you and Mark also know you've you've watched TV enough. You watch radio enough. The announcers screw up. Well, they don't screw up. They sort of skip a beat, sort of mess up some. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're all we're all human. Stuff's going to happen. We're all out there to have fun and 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 enjoy everything and try to bring try to bring the sport of NASCAR, ARCA, and everything to the listeners like we do and like y'all do. And I'm thank the good Lord that I have privileged enough to do that right now. And I really do appreciate everything that's been handed to me. And everything y'all have done to help us out, you know, I mean, it's just been a real privilege to work with y'all and to have this opportunity of a lifetime. And I think it's really, it's really going well, Mark and uh, Rowdy. We're having fun, Tim. I, I'm looking forward to it, Tim. Yeah, Arca, it's, it's, we're, we're on a great adventure right now of unknowns, but I think it's going to be good unknowns when it happens. Exactly. And, you know, just like my preacher said uh, in church Sunday, said, uh, you know, the good Lord wants you to give. And when you give, he gives you more back. So amen to the good Lord. And uh, we have gave and we're being given back. You know, I hate to put it in that in that sort of terms, but that's the way it is, guys. I mean, you know, we've been blessed. Yep. We, we, we're lucky also, Tim. We try to spend a positive light in racing and uh and that's what we do sometimes it's getting dirty like in springfield that's uh arca's next stop is at the fairgrounds and i think mark and that right in that a, you go get a discount ticket at menards yeah they just announced it uh on the website that the 10 or 11 menards stores in the springfield area are already selling discount tickets for the race on uh, the 19th and Tim, you got the fair. The state fair is there. I mean, the ambiance. I hadn't been to Springfield yet. Mark has. The coin was absolutely beautiful at night. They need to take that race back tonight. I really think it would be. It, the ambiance was incredible. Watching the the rides in the background and, and hearing the people over the race engines. and uh, it, it was just a really neat, neat evening. And uh, Mark, uh, you mentioned them tickets on sale. Uh, is Rowdy going to be able to get a senior citizen discount on his ticket? I hope so. <laughs> he, both of us can. Uh... <laughs> you know I got a message for you, Rowdy. You know, Tim. I tell you what's what's bad is most your junk mails from people trying to get you by the burial insurance. Exactly, and guys, I'm not going to tell how old I am, which I'm I'm getting older, but I have I have got a letter in the mail from AARP. I'm not going to lie. Well, they're not going to stop, Tim, that's for sure. Once you hit that age, they keep it coming. Yeah. Well, what sure am I day. supposed to do? Answer them back or tell them that I'm that I'm not uh I'm not a senior senior citizen yet. I mean, you know, what am I supposed to do? 
They just stalking you. But you know what? It, it, it doesn't matter. They they just keep sending it to you, Tim. We we've never been we haven't been members in years, and uh, they keep sending us. Here's your new card. Go re-sign up. Well, you yeah. know, Mark, why can't why can't the federal government do that and send us a hey? Here's your social security. This is how much it's going. Which we do get that every now and then. This is how much it's going to be. But we don't get but like one letter every ten years from the social security. But it's like every year AARP wants us to pay this seven ninety nine. You're approved. Price, price, price for this amount of. Uh, Insurance when you're retired. I mean, you know, don't make no sense. Well, you know, there, the- there there was a time that AARP made a lot of sense and and was and did a lot of good. Not that they don't now, but uh, everybody's masked what they were able to do in the first place. So you know, you're able to kind of do it on your own and not have to worry about going through AARP. Ten four, thanks, Bart. You know, with us talking about AARP, you think you might want to sponsor our radio station. Hey, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. AARP and, all- and uh, Waffle House restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we like the ones that's not shot up. <laughs> that's right. And you know, maybe I could get Tyler Duggan Nursing Home to sort of help us out too, since we're all getting up in age. <laughs> we might can get us a discount on the beer later. Tim, that's the most depressing place you can ever go. I'm telling you. I hope I never have to go. I mean, you know, <laughs> well, I I say that. You know, I uh, the good Lord got His plan for all of us. Y'all know that. So we're just gonna sit back and watch. But uh. I was trying to think Tim? of something. Oh, yes, sir. Go, no, go ahead. Tell, tell me what you, what you got on your mind. Pop up in my head, and I'm sure y'all seen it yesterday, too. Did y'all see the number 48 of Jimmy Johnson? I don't know how he broke his rearview mirror bracket, but did y'all see the rearview mirror hanging down and, and how they were trying to help him fix that? They didn't want to pit. Yeah. They were trying to help him. Whenever they actually pitted, I think uh, Mark hit me out or Rat hit me out. They first handed him a uh, – a uh, a nut driver or something in the window, and undoubtedly the uh, screw or bolt had come out of the uh, sitting in the driver's seat, looking up left hand side to right. The the actual mirror had fell down, and that is an yeah. essential at a road course there at at a uh, Watkins Glen. And I think the next pit stop didn't they give him like some wire ties, some like some little plastic electrical ties, to sort of zip ties to sort of zip that up, just, and, just and, to get and it up there, to, yeah, to some kind of position. I'm yeah, not sure. I'm, I'm at, I never did. What about you, Robbie? That, that's scary uh, to to be you know on a road course with no rearview mirror, isn't it? Well, if he's going to tie it up, a zip ties a strong, a strong little tie. Those things will do the trick. I'm telling you. Yes, they will. Yes. So they get it fixed. I never did. I never did see. I think I got up, walked away, went and done something else, and come back. Last time I seen, you know, like I said, they throwed them zip ties in the window there with him, and I don't know if he got it fixed or not. I mean, you know, he was having to do it, turning left and right under caution, but still, caution speed was like fifty-five, sixty mile an hour. I mean, you know, that was a job. That's that. not easy. Well, I, I think he was the class act yesterday when he backed up 
and gave Chase a little push there to get him down to the start finish line. Uh, that's that's just you know shows the kind of guy Jimmy Johnson really is. Exactly, I definitely agree there. I mean, you know, young man won his first Cup race on a road course, and uh, and, and I think. Uh, Bill Elliott won his first race on the road course, which was back, I don't remember the date, but I know it was Riverside, California, where Bill, his dad, got his first race was on the road course. So that's, that was pretty good. Wasn't for, it for the that. last race of the season at that point, Tim? I think it was, Mark. I can't remember, but I can't remember the year. They used, but I do they used know to start was, the season and end the season at, at Riverside. Yes, sir. Exactly. Right, and I'm pretty sure, you know, guys, uh, Mark, I know you and Ray know also, too, uh, over in Dawsonville, Georgia, there's a little pool hall. Every time Bill Elliott won a race, he always uh, <laughs> rang a bell or sounded a siren or something. They, I'm pretty they got sure a that siren. Yeah, there's a video circling of him coming in on the jet, little like a little Learjet at Dawsonville, and uh, I believe uh, – Ryan Blaney gets off first, and then he gets off and had had a nice crowd. I told Mark earlier, I have a siren, Tim, that I take with me. I want, if I knew the exact time, hey, I'd have sounded that baby off at the same time, too, here in Carbon Hill. Everybody be hey, running man. for the shelter. Hey, man, brother. <laughs> what kind of siren you got, Red? I got the siren. Have you ever been to the Miracle Strip? Tim, in Panama City? Yes, sir, years ago. Did you ever ride the Cyclone, the roller coaster there? Yes, sir, I did. Don't tell me you got that siren. I got the siren. (laughs) (laughs) You are the man of all man caves with that siren. (laughs) Hey, it brings people out to the curtains. And then some go, hell, that's this rowdy up street. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you're, I'm pretty sure you're talking about the curtains of the OSS, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had to tell. I, can't, I hadn't done it in a while because my neighbor's sick next door. Trying to try to, I've been respectful, and my wife so, too. Cause, yeah. So sometimes, Rowdy, when I hear a siren, and I think it's the fire station here in Talladega, it's really your siren over in Carbon Hill I'm hearing to my west. If the if the wind's blowing that way, there's a possibility, Tim. Amen, brother. Well, Tim, tell us where we can follow you tomorrow night, and we're going to get ready to get out of here. Well, guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I've already told everybody who we got on tomorrow night. You can follow me at uh, Tim Spain on uh Facebook, uh, the Pit Stop Radio LLC pages. Also, uh, the Pit Stop Radio LLC at the Pit Stop Radio on Twitter, at TD Lyman on Twitter, and SpeedwayDigest.com, and the Pit Stop Radio.net, which is my website. And I got all that out in one breath, I think. Hey, and y'all, it's a. Informative. Go if you if you want to know anything about NASCAR, all you got to do is go to one of the pages. Tim, it's full of information on what's going on in racing in the Cup, Xfinity. We appreciate it, Tim. Thanks for calling in too, bro. 
Thanks, guys. Y'all, y'all have an awesome night. And if y'all get a chance, holler at me tomorrow night. Well, do it. Thank you. Yeah, you you call. I'll be at a race tomorrow night, Tim. That's right. Okay, I might. I, I might try to find, I, I may call it. I may call it anyway, just for the heck of it. Call in, brother. Like I said, we got Ross Chastain driver of the number four for JD Motorsports coming okay. on, and I'm pretty sure. For sure, he's got a lot. Because, you know, well, like I said earlier, I, where I was going earlier, I think before I dropped, him doing the double duty at a road course race first, doing a double duty on the oval track, I think it's, it's going to be tougher. I want to hear what his uh, his uh, take is on doing it on a road course and an oval, because double duty on a road course, I'm pretty sure, is tough. Yeah, that take it out of you. Hey, that's, uh, yeah, where you're on one side – yeah, he's swinging left. That's twice the motions in your body. I'm pretty sure it's tough. So we'll we'll get everything from Ross Chastain tomorrow evening, guys. Man, I appreciate it, Tim. Yeah, Sounds like fun. Good, Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. Thank Y'all you. Safe you too, Tim. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. See you. All right, Mark. That's Tim Rain with the up. Here it well, is again, man, the end of a Monday night. We put two hours in, and we didn't even have a real guest on except for Tim tonight. He's our real guest. <laughs> I, yeah, Tim's so much fun to have on, and I feel bad when I don't call in his show as often as I should. So I had to make a habit of that. Well, it's just a mindset, you know, that we set for Monday night. And really, honestly, the three years, there's not been a Monday at night I've looked up and go, oh, I forgot to do this. We're doing the show. I mean, you know, Mark, it, it starts when? You know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, here you go. Well, Rowdy, it's, you know, it was it was three years ago in Nashville. Uh, you hooked me. And uh, I'm still here, and I'm still enjoying it as much as I did when I first started doing it. So uh, it allows us to do some things we weren't doing before. It allows us to get races we weren't getting before. And uh, we're trying to cover as much as we can for everybody. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night and Wednesday night, 8-8-18 and 8-7-18. And uh, two big races here in the upper Midwest and uh, – We'll give you all the coverage of it next week on the Monday night on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Hey, big shout out to Alex who's listening in tonight. Thanks. We got, and you we got Rowdy with you. Yeah. We got to thank Tim for calling in tonight, too. God gets the best, man. He is. He is. Till next week, Rowdy. All right. Have a great weekend, Mark. Have fun tomorrow night. We'll talk with you soon, my friend. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye-bye. Send us some pictures.
Rates too high, drivers not approved. Sound familiar? With over 30 years' experience, GSI Tow Truck Insurance can design a policy within your means. All we write is tow truck insurance. See to Shining Sea, Wisconsin to Georgia, Los Angeles to South Dakota. We have you covered. So what are you waiting for? Call or text us for a non-obligation quote at 262-501-7244. GSI. Big or small, we write them all. Autobahn Indoor Speedway is Birmingham's premier corporate events venue. When your team races together at speeds up to 50 miles per hour in their electric pro carts, they'll leave with a recharged new bond. They guarantee it. For more information on how to book your company event, visit AutobahnSpeed.com. <laughs> 